I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. What a blessing to be with you by means of radio and to be heard by so many people in our vast unseen radio audience. Some of our stations are new stations. If uh, if you're not uh, familiar with our program, The Fisher's uh, the Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book, uh, we come from the uh, I guess we've say so many times from the banks of the Bon Secours River, the southernmost part of the state of Alabama, the offices and the studios here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. What a blessing to be with you. Just an old converted fisherman saved by God's marvelous grace in 1966. God took us off of an old boat and put us in a book. Now, I love the old boat. I know I make fun of the old boat. Something scriptural about the fishing industry, by the way. Jesus loved fishermen. In fact, uh, when he started his ministry, instead of going to Jerusalem to get some brains, my friend, he went to Galilee, all walked up and down the shores of the Sea of Galilee, Andrew, Peter, James, and John. Can you imagine starting a ministry with four commercial fishing men? But uh, God was good to send me the truth and had me to see that Jesus was the only means of salvation. And in 1966, I trusted the finished work of Christ. Ah, oh, when I say a finished work, all what Jesus did there on Calvary was a complete work, a finished work. I'm glad to be saved. Not that I saved myself, but that Jesus saved me. It's Jesus that paid it all. All to him I owe. In the book of 1 Samuel, this particular time, 1 Samuel chapter 17, a little story here that uh, all we've told boys and girls in church for years and years, and I think has some has some application for us big people as well. First Samuel chapter 17, if you know much about the Bible at all, it's the story of David and Goliath. You said, Brother Mon, not much water and sea and ships involved there. Well, that's true, and uh, we'll read verse 4 and see. We find just a little bit of something here we can make application to, but I trust the program will help you. Hey, if we can by any means ever help you, please feel free uh, think about uh, corresponding with us. You can certainly feel free to do so. We're as close as the keyboard here. It's just F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. It's just F-O-M-M and that little period. And then O-R-G, that'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers and Men Ministries International. Our website uh, is there. We are part of the World Wide Web. And you can sort of surf around through some things. We're always building and putting some stuff together, so you have to pardon our growth there. If we can help you, let us know. If you'd like to write to us, please, I like those letters too. If you'll sort of call the station, they'll give you an address whereby you can write to Fisher Mon. 1 Samuel 17, verse 4, And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. 
my, a giant. And then it says here in verse 12, 1 Samuel 17, now David was the son of an Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, Goliath and David. We got two, the two main characters, Goliath, over nine feet tall, between four and 500 pounds. His armor weighed more than David himself weighed. The spearhead, somewhere between 15 and 20 pounds. David, the youngest son of Jesse, no more than just a teen. He's called a ruddy young man, the sense that his skin was kind of like a child, you know. Probably had a very small frame. Goliath is out in the middle of a valley. The nation of Israel is on one side of a mountain, the Philistines on the other, and this giant is walking up and down the valley, cursing and swearing and making fun of the God of Israel. He says this in verse 10, 17, 10, And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. I defy the armies of Israel. He's making fun, you know. Now, what has this story got to do with us today? Now, I'm glad I read all the way through 1 Samuel 17. As far as David is concerned, little scrawny Jew, <laughs> little skinny guy, you know. And uh, then we have this monster, you know. I'm glad I know that the giant died. I'm glad that God used David. It was really that God, really uh, God is the one that killed the giant. I certainly understand that. But uh, there is application for us today. Well, what does this little story have to do with us today? Now, we can tell boys and girls how that God is bigger than any giant. Amen? And God can use a little person to be able to defeat giants. Yes. But what about us big people? Is there something in this for us today? What does this story mean to me today? There are a lot of things to preach on. Let me just mention just a couple of two or three things here in passing. God's people, as in the day of Israel, is in a battle. We have the children of Israel on one side of a, of a uh, mountain. We have the Philistines on the other. There, There's a battle that's there. Today, the child of God is in a battle. Uh, if you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. It's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. As in 1 Samuel 17, God's people are scared. As in 1 Samuel 17, it seems as if the enemy is making advances. Forty days this man is out there cussing and raising sand, and the days are being counted down. 40, 39, 38, 37, 36. You said, what's happening? This The enemy is advancing. Today, Satan is coming on strong. I know you know that. As in the days of 1 Samuel, my friend, nobody wants to fight. People are afraid. There's few that are really laborers. As in 1 Samuel 17, it seems as if the giant is on the wrong side. The devil has the muscle. That's not fair. Seems as if the devil is the one that has the muscle today, which shows maybe, you know, maybe the devil is going to win. I know he's not. And as far as your life is concerned, what are you saying, Brother Mon? I'm going to say, is the giant dead? We fight battles every day. We fight giants today, every day, just like they did in 1 Samuel 17. Let me just illustrate what I'm talking about. What about unbelief? You know, that's a giant. You know, he raises his head every day across this world. You said, I, I don't understand. He's out saying all kinds of things that, uh, of course, you're going to confront this giant. You may confront him at work. You may confront him as, as you travel. You may confront him in your school. 
Uh, you just may confront him. He just may jump off the TV. He may say something like this. There's no God. We're just a product of an evolving process. That's a giant saying that. Not Brother Munn, you know. This giant says this, and people entertain this. As far as this giant is concerned, he says something like this. I was flipping across some channels the other day trying to look for some worthy news. And lo and behold, on one of the channels, it says something like this. The Bible is just a book of history. The Bible is full of fables, my friend. Who's saying that? The giant of unbelief. What has to happen? My friend, that giant has to die in your life. Now, I cannot kill unbelief from the world. But my friend, God can help me kill unbelief in my own life. You understand what I'm talking about? So this, this giant, for, un, for people who are unsaved, uh, this giant comes before you every day. Maybe, maybe somehow, somewhere you've come in contact with the gospel. Maybe you listen to a radio program. Or maybe, maybe you listen to Fisherman before. And uh, it just it just sort of sense this sense of something wrong on the inside. And this giant will say something like this to you. And there's nothing wrong with you. You're just as good as anybody else. See, that's a giant, a giant of unbelief. He doesn't want you to have any feelings toward this book or the things of God because, my friend, this giant is going to hell. He wants to drag you to hell where he's going, and you've got to refuse to listen. This giant has to die, the giant of unbelief for the child of God sometimes, you know. I tell you what, we, we, we better doubt our doubts before we doubt our beliefs, if you understand what I'm talking about. You know, sometimes as far as... You know, we think about churches and we think about people in general. Sometimes the devil will just say all Christians are hypocrites. You know, all preachers and churches, all they want is just your money, you know. Just critical. You said, what is that? Just, just, just a giant, just a giant of unbelief. As in David's day, a giant has to die. Then there's the giant of uncleanness. We face this every day for the saved. Oh, this giant, my friend, in 1 Samuel 17, represented everything unclean that Satan had to offer. What does the devil want in my life? He wants to involve me in unclean activities. Anything that has to do with uh, uncleanness as far as immorality. Maybe he'll not get you, you know, maybe, maybe you'll struggle with it and keep it out of your life as far as deeds are concerned, but he'll put it in your brain. He'll put it in your mind when you think about this. The devil just wants you dirty in 1 Samuel 17. This giant here was filthy in mouth and body, filthy in mind and filthy in heart. He's unclean. As far as uncleanness is concerned, don't you know that God wants you to live clean? Come ye out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. The giant of uncleanness, my friend. Jesus wants you separated and sanctified. The devil wants you filthy. Make sure that this giant is dead. The giant of uncleanness. Is your life just filled with habits and deeds? You said, I can handle it. No, you can't. David couldn't handle it without God. It takes God inserting his hand. The giant of unbelief needs to die. The giant of uncleanness needs to die. What about the giant of unfaithfulness? We just go in all kinds of areas. This is the giant of discouragement and burdens and sickness and sorrow and financial despair, my friend. He's just there and he wants to put you on the ground. He makes fun of you, you know. But the giant can die. The giant of unfaithfulness, all oh, as far as church is concerned, you know, he'll not let you go. 
You know, have you ever just, you knew you needed to go to church, but yet you just couldn't go? You said, what's the, what's, 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 what's the power there? It's, my friend, it's this giant. My friend, he steps in your way. And my friend, he's stronger than you are. He's over nine feet tall. I don't know how tall you are, but look at it. His physical, physical, you know. He's just powerful, you know. As far as church, he's going to let you go. As far as witness, my friend, he'll tape your mouth shut. Oh, you'll go to speak for the Lord, he'll shut you up. As far as the Bible is concerned, he'll just take the Bible away from you. He'll take it away from you and give you, he'll give you a counterfeit. As far as prayer is concerned, Ah, uh, once again, it just choked the prayer. I, I mean, just just make it to where you said, I'm going to spend some time in prayer. No, you won't. <laughs> this is a big man. This giant, you said, what are you saying, Brother Mom? As in the days of David here, 1 Samuel 17, as far as the giant, he cannot be tolerated. He has to die. The giant of uncleanness, the giant unf unfaithfulness, the giant of unbelief, and all those other things in your life. It just calls you to be pulled away from God. Those of you, still, you have not made peace with God. Still, you cannot say, Brother Juan, I know for sure that heaven's my home. The giant of unbelief is standing there in the way. Jesus can, my friend, help you. Oh, yes, I do understand. My friend, as far as David is concerned, uh, God expected David to throw the rock. God will send the rock, but he expects you to throw it, you know. There needs to be some desire in your heart, you know. He's not going to go against your will, you know. Is the giant, is the giant dead? We have old David got five smooth stones. You said, what's that? That's extra ammo for other giants that's there. Is the giant dead? Now until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Mund saying goodbye.